I did have some resistance and, you know, the historical building and the historical train has always been there uh, come up a time or two. And so it took me several months, but finally the council did see the value in removing that building and removing the train back to the uh, old train depot. And and so we've cleaned all of it up and now we've got a business looking at us, a restaurant. You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma. Hosted by OMAG's Director of Strategic Initiatives and Partnerships, Bill Tackett. We have a very special guest today, the City Manager of Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Good afternoon, Vicki. Introduce yourself to the folks. Hi, I'm Vicki Patterson. I'm the City Manager of Broken Bow, Oklahoma. We're located in southeast Oklahoma, and... Um, Thank you for having me today. Vicki, we want to talk to you about some really innovative and exciting economic development activities that are going on in Broken Bow. But first of all, let's tell the folks listening about yourself. You have kind of an unusual career path getting to be the city manager of Broken Bow. How long have you been employed with the city? I've been employed by Broken Bow for 24 and a half years now. I started out at the landfill as the secretary and worked my way up. I worked in the water office for eight years and then also in the city clerk's office before threw my name in the hat for the city manager's position, and I've been there for 10 years now. City manager for 10 years. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem possible now. Nope. Went by fast. Well, it'd be hard for him to pull the wool over your eyes. You've done about every job at Broken Bow. I love it. Well, it's a beautiful part of the state. We don't get down there as often as we should. But, uh, Vicki, how long have you been on the OMAG Board of Trustees? Five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. And we were at least five years asking you if you'd consider serving. So we're really, really appreciative of your time. We know it's a uh, it's a long trip from Broken Bow to Edmond, and uh, we appreciate uh, the time commitment. Thank you. It's an honor to, to be on this board. Tell us about Southeast Oklahoma and about Broken Bow and, and what's, makes, what makes it special down there. So right now, um, Broken Bow is just very busy with tourists. Um, Hocha Town is located about eight miles north of Broken Bow uh, at Broken Bow Lake. We have a lot of rivers and beautiful lakes, trout streams, and uh, so we have a just beautiful cabins for everybody to come visit. So we are just booming right now as far as tourists and people coming and visiting, and we just love it. So we hope it continues. Vicki, well, you came from a non-traditional career path, and we see that more and more throughout the state, big towns, little towns, towns all over uh, different areas of the state. Uh, what made you interested in, in uh, being a city manager and, you know, it's a, it's a little bit still non-traditional to have a, a, a lady be a city manager. So talk to us about what you thought about when you were considering uh, applying for the job. Just making a difference. I love Broken Bow in southeast Oklahoma and the people that live in our area. And just I just want to make a difference in the community. You know, I've watched Pam Polk and Janice Kane and a lot of wonderful city managers, uh, female city managers, and uh, they just kind of inspired me and kind of gave me the strength to think that I could could do this job. Talking about unusual approaches, now you're very active in economic development in Broken Bow, and you all have taken the um, still unusual step of uh, purchasing land and, and doing some things that traditionally we look strictly to the private sector for. Tell us about your downtown 
revitalization work that you're doing? Okay, we are, what we had done downtown is we had a lot of dilapidated buildings downtown that had been sitting there for 20 years that a family has owned. And it has just, it was embarrassing. It just, you know, just big old gaping holes in the ceilings. And it was just horrible for um, embarrassing for downtown. And so we worked with the property owner and got them to um, consider donating that to the city. And there was 12 buildings that they donated to the city of Broken Bow. And we took those down and then come up with a downtown business plan, a master plan. And uh, so we had an amphitheater built into that. Uh, parking lots, angled parking, sidewalks. Um, also, we had eight retail uh, commercial lots for sale. And we started marketing those in November of 2020, and we sold our last lot this Tuesday night. So in one year, we've sold eight commercial buildings downtown, or commercial lots to be built. Wow, so, that's amazing. Very exciting. What made you take the step to do the unusual thing of entering into that kind of negotiation and and saying, well, the, the city's going to have to provide the leadership in this part of the community. Mike Nunley. Yeah. This is Mike Nunley's approach of thinking outside the box and his economic development. I listened to Mike in a class at OML, and I was very intrigued and was inspired. So I went back to Broken Bow and kind of looked around, and there were several pieces of property that we looked and talked to the council, and they weren't for it at first, but they have just been very supportive and uh, were turning around the development for Broken Bow. So. Okay, now, Vicki, for the clerks and the town administrators and the city managers that have listened to our podcast, walk us through a little bit of what it was like bringing a new idea to the council and countering that initial initial skepticism Mm -hmm. and uh, making your case and winning them over. Talk Talk us through that a little bit. So the first property that we wanted to attack was, um, it was a building that we owned. It was a 1922 water building, old water plant, and it was in the heart of Broken Bow at the four-way where uh, Highway 70, Highway 259, and Highway 3 connected. And so the the busiest intersection in McCurran County, and we owned it. And it was this, you know, 1922 building. We were using it as a PWA uh, lay-down yard for all of our pipe. It looked horrible. So... uh, I kind of approached the council. We also had a train that was donated to the city uh, from 1977, I believe. And so this train has been sitting there in kind of a monument for Broken Bow when you come in. And so when I come back with the idea of, hey, let's move the train back to the old train depot, which is now our Chamber of Commerce, and tear down the old water plant and market this for commercial business. I did have some resistance and, you know, uh, the historical building and the historical train has always been there uh, come up a time or two. And so it took me several months, but finally the council did see the value in removing that building and removing the train back to the uh, old train depot. And and so we've uh, cleaned all of it up and now we've got a business looking at us, a restaurant. We did have one that COVID took them out. We had a national chain restaurant signed and we were just about closing and then we lost them but now we have another chain restaurant looking at us what about the the buildings that you were able to negotiate their donation and the council's willingness to accept those donations for buildings that that were going to cost money to take down and the the vision to put something new and fresh so the city council they were a little nervous about the idea because of all the um asbestos and the mold 
liability that could be possibly in these buildings. And so it took us months to convince them that this was a good thing for Broken Bow and that um, we could be in control of their economic development. That if we, you know, had the property owners take it down, you know, they were going to be in charge of the downtown and they may not develop it. And so um, we did give them a tax credit for their donation to the city. And so that worked out for the the um, owners and then also for the city. So it took us a little bit of convincing, but we got it done and it's it's just, it's fabulous. It's great. It's really exciting and such a beautiful part of the state down there. And boy, the economic development with all the uh, cabins and the vacation and the outdoor activity that's going on down there is, is really amazing. Vicki, what's been the biggest surprise about being a city manager? You were an employee for a long time. You watched city managers during their 10 years and then you were in in that corner office and you were the one that had the burden of responsibilities and visioning and execution. What's been the most surprising thing about being a city manager? Overall, I've loved it. It's been very great. I have a supportive council. Um, It is stressful, but I do love, uh, I've got a wonderful team and I give them all credit because they are just awesome. They they support us every day and, and the council. And so we're able to accomplish a lot. They never tell us no, the our team, they just always just, yeah, let's, what can we do to make the town better? So a lot of good servants' hearts and broken bows. So very proud of our team. Now, we won't tell your age. How old were you when you started with the city? I was 26. So just about 27. So there's a 26-year-old young person out there, and they've started a municipal career. Maybe they've been in it a few years. They feel like they would like to have a career in the future. What advice would you give to that person? I would tell them to go for it. It has been so rewarding, and I look back at all the projects and all the people that we've met, and I would just tell them just to go with their heart, and if they want to serve people, this is a perfect job, and don't be scared to put your name in the hat because it's been a good experience for me. I don't regret it. OMAG All Access would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. For your time, we would like to offer you the chance to win a pair of OMAG all-access Bluetooth headphones. To enter, all you have to do is head to www.omag.org forward slash all-access and click on the corresponding image at the top of the screen. The password for each episode will change, so make sure you are always up to date on the newest episode of OMAG all-access by subscribing with your favorite podcast app. The password for this episode is manager. Follow the directions on the giveaway page and you will be entered. Good luck. So what's been the uh, toughest thing? Um, You've talked about having a good team and and folks that have the right culture with the servant's heart and a vision for the community. It's a hometown community for most of them. What's been the most difficult part of the job, do you think, for you? Personnel. It's hard on personnel and right now, since COVID, it's been hard trying to find employees that want to work. And uh, we do have a great team, but um, we do have several openings. And at times we've had trials, you know, with different uh, city councilmen. And Bill and David's come and, and worked with our city council with their programs. And that's helped us a lot as well and the OMAG team. And so but we've worked through it and we all prevailed. Well, Vicki, we're just so excited to have you a part of the OMAG family. Always a smile, always a bright, sunny disposition and outlook and a can-do spirit. 
that, I think, is the key to your success down there. And uh, we've been a part of being able to watch what you've accomplished down there. It's really remarkable and uh, shows a lot of thinking outside the box. And you brought up Mike Nunley earlier. Mike used to say that economic development moves at the speed of greed. And, and so sometimes I think it is helpful for the city to be in charge, to own property, and to uh, be able to allocate those resources if the city has property for economic development, they can literally give it away because they're going to make money on it every month. Sales tax, utilities, new jobs, new families, new rooftops, new kids in school, new ad valorem taxes for the schools in the county. So that kind of approach, I think, is kind of a longer range approach that says we need jobs, we need opportunities, we need amenities for our community. And uh, sometimes the city is the only one that can actually be in that, fulfill that role, I think. Mike Nunley helped us out tremendously in Brokeville, and there's another example is there was 11 acres on the uh, south part of town coming in that was embarrassing for everybody. You know, it had a trailer park that had meth labs blowing up, and um, when I approached the council to let's purchase this 11 acres, um, there was a resistance also on that property, but they went ahead and agreed for us to purchase it, and um, we wound up purchasing it for three years getting a loan for three years, but we also gave that gentleman a donation agreement. He had a uh, tax credit because he donated, you know, for a cheaper price than what he originally was asking for the property. And so we ran uh, sewer infrastructure to that property as well. And now we have a gentleman that, a developer that's going to build seven new businesses there. And so our approach on that is that we are donating the land as um, he develops it. And so the taxes are we're going to be coming in yearly more than what we paid for the property. So it's a win-win for the developer and for the city of Broken Bow. Yeah, Mike had a lot of interesting sayings. You buy a land by the acre and sell it by the foot. I thought that was always. Yes. Uh, he had a lot of those kind of sayings. Well, Vicki, thank you for serving uh, Oklahoma cities and towns through uh, your OMAG leadership. Thank you for serving your community through being city manager and thinking outside the box and not being afraid to take uh, some unusual and out-of-the-box steps to make the community better. I know uh, what we talk to people about when we go around with our training is that we're either benefiting or suffering from decisions that folks in the past made. And so that means people in the future are either going to benefit or suffer from the decisions that we make. And sometimes you have to put yourself out a little bit, uh, out there a little bit more than comfortable to see some results and see some things change and some things happen. So we appreciate uh, you being our guest on this edition of OMAG All Access. I'm Bill Tackett, and we'll be seeing you at the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town. You can find more information about OMAG on our website at www.omag.org or on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess at omag.org. On the next episode of OMAG All Access. Part of the problem that we're running into is because they're uh, putting these facilities in rural areas, that at the county level, there may not be any requirements that the county imposes. And so they believe that with their license from Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority, and then they check with the county and the county says, we don't have any specific requirements. They think at that point they're good to go. So there's a little bit of a breakdown in communication and them understanding that they have to come to us 
and submit their plans and apply for a permit. This episode is copyright OMAG 2021 under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution Non-Commercial Non-Derivatives International License. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.